first rule of Fight Club. Don't talk about Fight Club. The first Second. rule of Fight Club, boys. Oh, fuck you. Don't talk about it <laughs> until everybody gets in the stream. Welcome to today's episode of Bounty Board. How are we doing? Hello. Yo, oh, we're doing. We're doing. Um, by the way, everyone knows the first rule of Fight Club is not to, is to, is to not talk about Fight Club. Anybody know what the second rule of Fight Club is? Not to talk about Fight Club. There we go. What's Fight, hey guys, fight Club? Guys, look up there. <laughs> look what up where? What are we looking at? Right up above my head when you guys get in the Twitch stream. Ooh, look at that. Gosh, pretty. Fits there Ooh. so nice, too. It's all right. It's Dang, do I not have you followed? I can't find you. It's weird. Well, what are you talking sucks. about? <laughs> oh, there it is. Hey, that's a dang good-looking little emblem you got above your head there. That's a pretty ding-dang good, uh, good ding emblem there. Hey there, man. I'll tell you what. Hey, boy. I'll tell, tell you what. Damn it. Damn it, Bobby. That's damn it, Bobby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys as, doing? This is almost going as well <sighs> as last night did. Dude, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing all right. How, 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 how's yous? <laughs> I'm my voice sleepy. is a little. My voice is a little raw. Howdy, yeah. failure. Hey, you. You were getting after it last night. Oh man. Yeah, you've got the rasp because. What was that last you were... song you played? Me and Tech were cringing hard on when we were playing Apex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it the duet you did? No. No. Uh, no it was. Uh, did you do another one? Places by Garth Brooks. It was the last song I closed. No, up. it was not. Yeah. You did the duet after that. Garth Brooks. Was that a real, real you duet? Yeah, uh, the duet he did was with uh, Ava Latixa, and she was on the podcast like in September. Yeah, nice. and she's awesome. Yeah, she was, was the first. Cool. She was the first guest we had. She was the first guest we had. And we talked about yep. the Infinite Game, which we keep bringing up. That yep. podcast was very good. So you were you said that that's going to be your new Wednesday night gig. Perhaps. I think so. Oh boy, I think we're going to do karaoke Wednesdays in the house. Oh boy. That's awesome. As long as the as long as the songs get, I didn't realize when I turned that on last night that it was so involved in the setup. Like you actually have to go through and set your favorites list and everything else. Uh, so I only I went through and just randomly picked like fifty songs. That's how we ended up with Bang Bang. Um, <laughs> Boy, that, you you singing the Nicki Minaj verse? I was I was bang, just Bang Bang. I was just reading <laughs> at so, that point. Uh, I try to keep up. It looked like uh, from Rock Band as far as like how it did the it is. pitch. It's, it's harmonics. Okay. Yeah. Harmonics. Oh, it's made by harmonics. That's dope. yeah. Har- that harmonics developed it. Yep. How much oh yeah. It by cost? the way, uh, nothing. Do... That's the beta. Oh. Um, oh. So I don't know what's going to be. But um, the uh, interesting thing was is I got up this morning to pull the uh, pull a couple clips, uh, namely the duet that Abel and I did, and the Billy Joel song got muted. So I was like, "Oh, that's too bad." That's Wait, terrible. you got muted, or Billy Joel did? No, no, the whole track ah. on the Twitch audio. Apparently, hold on. So it's just the two of you singing and no music? No, no, there's just nothing. They oh, mute okay. the whole. They mute well, the whole. Thank stream. God. Yeah, yeah. Probably for the best. If just... it was just the two of you, acapella, oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that would have been. Fun. I challenged it on the grounds of like, hey guys, this is your game, which you paid for all the licenses to this music. Why are you muting people? So, right. Yeah, that's that strange. You, you guys be in Twitch anyway. That, that's where we were. But and yeah, it's a lot of fun. 
That wasn't even the most exciting thing that happened this weekend. That was pretty fucking awesome. That's very true. Well, what was what was the most exciting thing that happened this week? I don't know. You posted a lot of new stuff on our Twitter page. That was pretty exciting. I was trying to get you to talk about it, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> well, it worked out so well. It's all right. We'll get there. Uh, welcome to Bally Point, everybody. It's uh, Thursday, March 7th. Um, it's fucking March, and uh, it's still cold, but... You know, it's supposed to be like 60 this weekend, so that's exciting. Um, we got snow here today. It was... It's snowing slightly in St. Louis yeah. for me and Bobby right now. We'll get like three inches or something like that. Sorry, snow in Texas, too? Nope. 75. Nope. The only snow Texas Beautiful. gets is cocaine. I, uh... <laughs> okay. We'll leave that there. I'm glad, that the, I'm glad that the response was mostly silence. Yep. Um, yeah, no, we had a busy week. Uh, and, uh, yeah, how's everybody doing? Before we get into the busy week, um, and and since we've already talked about how we're doing, I'm going to take the question I just asked back, uh, and I'm going to say, fuck. <laughs> no, let's you are not lying in the pre-call. The brain is uh... no, dude. My brain's like spaghetti and meatballs right now, but the meatballs are already chewed up. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, that sounds delicious, and then you ruined it. I told you, I, I, my brain is not in a delicious kind of mood. <laughs> right, fair enough. You get that pre-chewed <clears throat> meatballs. No, so we had a lot going on this week, um, as we mentioned, but we had some exciting stuff going on that's, that pertains to this. Mm-hmm. So, for those of you who didn't know, um, Big Bobby Breezy, the soft-closed Somalia, yes. has been doing some fancy art. And that fancy art got released yesterday or two days ago? I think two days ago. Two days ago. Two days ago. Yes. Yes, 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 because we were doing it at the coffee shop. Yeah. So Bobby and I met at a coffee shop, got a bunch of stuff worked out, got the site updated, so the site has uh, the new color scheme, and we got a few new things added to the site that weren't even there before, and we updated the Twitter, and we updated... All of our logo work all over the place. Mm-hmm. And. And. Wait, that was it for that day, I think. Right? Another one. What? Well, we made an announcement of what we're doing this weekend. Ah, that's right. Yeah, we also talked about um, Twitch STL this weekend and had uh, a sign-up sheet for our interviews going between 4 and 9 o'clock this weekend. Um, uh, that went out and got filled up within like two or three hours. So that was... Fucking dope. That's awesome. Um, and then the next day, on Wednesday, my grandmother came over and recorded the fifth episode of Procedural Generations. Um, we announced the release date of that, which is a week from uh, yesterday. So it'll be on March 13th, because I can yes. do math. Um, and then... Numbers. Bobby and I went and saw Captain Marvel. That was dope. Yep. And then... What happened today? Uh, I had to work today. Yep. Did anything happen today? Did I miss anything? Uh, you put out the questions that we're using for the interview, but that's about it. Oh, yeah, that's right. I wrote up the questions for the interviews. Um, the questions are super simple, and uh, we hope they lead to more conversation. I said that when I sent them off to the, the people over at the Twitch STL group. I was like... Yes, if it's for 15 minutes, we're going to be talking. These, this is only 10 or 6. It was like 6 questions. I was like, we're going to talk, I promise. But um, yeah. We're I, a pretty solid improv troupe, I would say. Until, you know. yeah. until me today, yes. Yeah. No, no, we're good. We're, we're here. 
I'm pretty excited. I launched my YouTube channel and I got my website off the ground as yep. well. Dope. Uh, I've been recording some videos this week. I actually had a few Twitch streams. My first stream this week uh, that I put up mm. some stuff and uh, it's been cool. Like that was a long time coming for me, and I was excited to get that knocked out as well. That's awesome. Um, Ryan, do you have anything fun or interesting like um, that happen? I set up a Instagram <laughs> and then it instantly got disabled and said that I oh, yeah. didn't follow the terms and conditions, but I didn't even post anything. So I'm trying to figure that whole thing out. Um, and got a quick, got my, got a, you slid into those DMs real fast. You got a quick oh, setting, I sure uh, did. Somebody did. Yeah. And got to knock uh, that off. I got my YouTube set up with a name. I just got to start working on my visuals, which... Bobby's going to help me out with sometime here soon because I want to roll out my new visuals by my birthday, which is the end of April. So, hey, that shouldn't be a problem. You got a minute. Yeah. You got yeah. a minute. You got some time. We can do it. Um, I forgot. Yeah, we did uh, Instagram too. I made an Instagram because Bobby threatened my life if I didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh. So yeah, I was well. tired of just tagging random people in these posts. <laughs> <laughs> and then I posted and and Sarge was like what the fuck I guess I'm not part of the group anymore and I was like you have an Instagram I couldn't find it and then five minutes later he's in chat like my Instagram got hacked yeah and I've, been, I've, I've apparently been talking to people on Instagram or tagging his account that's just not his so yeah I, I yeah know. when I tried it I wouldn't even let me look look up Sarge and Sodium it wasn't Sarge I've just been tagging whatever his personal one is yeah. Boy, oh I do have boy. A personal one, but I yeah, I don't tag that one anymore. <laughs> no, you don't. Fun stuff, boys. You fun stuff. Not. Um, but yeah, it's been an interesting and fun week, and we're super excited for this weekend, which we will get into at the end of the episode. But let's dive into the actual content of the episode because we've been rambling for a little bit. Um, we got some interesting news this week. Not a lot of uh crazy stuff, right? Not a lot of stuff that like really surprised us in terms of things in the gaming industry but there are some bummers uh and so because i want the show to be able to regain its composure i want to lead off with those so um a week ago we lost it when did we lose it we're about to okay got it okay you you good oh Oh, okay i got it (laughs) no um a week ago wednesday Yesterday, um, Luke Perry had a massive stroke. Actor Luke Perry had a massive stroke, uh, and he passed away earlier this week. And also earlier this week, the lead singer from Prodigy... The same day that he passed away. They passed away the same yeah, day. same day. Lead yeah. singer of Prodigy, Keith Flint, passed away. Um, so yeah, that's the, the bummer news. Luke Perry was in 90210 back in the day, uh, which kind of gave him his... Uh, his, his it brought him... A, up in the uh, the ranks of people famous, um, and he was currently on Riverdale, which is a show I know my wife loved, um, and many people really like. Uh, and so, yeah, that's a huge loss. And then for people who listen to Prodigy, um, basically anybody who grew up in the '90s has heard Prodigy, and like anybody who played games in the '90s liked Prodigy. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that kind of hit. Weirdly close to home. Maybe not as, as close to home as, like, Chester Bennington when he died last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still like, oh, fuck. And Fat of the Land played on my iTunes for most of the week. There's a, there's a series on YouTube called Musicless Music Videos. 
and uh, it's just going in <laughs> with some like ridiculous sound effects for like what's happening in the video. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's just like real bad overdub stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. One of the be- one of the best ones is Prodigies. Like, is it for like, Firestarter? Oh yeah. And oh it's, yeah. It's like <laughs> the video is fucking bananas. Oh yeah. And so like they're like going up and down the ladder and they're making like all these like like out of like they're so winded from just running around in this tunnel the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like ah, ah, yeah, yeah, ah. <laughs> it's, it's just so fucking good. Uh like not to make light, obviously, but like it's I think that that if Keith from other interviews and shit, like saw that guy like growing up as a kid in the '90s into present day, um, I would absolutely think that he probably had a good chuckle at that himself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it reminds me of the. Uh, have you guys seen the Star Wars, um, a New Hope ending, that's done like that, where they take out it's the award ceremony and they take out all of the actual audio from the movie, and so it's just like people shuffling around and like. <coughs> Oh and yeah, like, and like the foot, the footsteps of them walking down the aisle, and then when Han looks at or when Luke looks at Chewbacca and Chewbacca roars at him, it's just a dude going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Oh, I love uh, that shit. Charles Gambino's got one too, where he uh, the America song that he just put out. This and is they America, do like a yeah. dub. They you showed it to me last time I was at your house, Caleb, where he's oh, like dancing to that upbeat fucking. Oh, it's call me maybe. Yeah, call oh, it's me the, maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Carly Rae Jepsen song. Yeah, yeah, because call me maybe like works perfectly with. That's it, so bad. Oh, it does. Man. It's so hilarious. It does. It does. It's so good. It, it makes my brain hurt. Um, <laughs> but that somebody but, took the time to sync that up. I mean, that's yeesh. that makes my brain hurt. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we didn't talk about dividing up news, so I'm going to try and rattle through a bunch. I know a couple people added some new stuff, um, and so, Bobby, you said you added a couple. I'll let you grab those in a second. Okay. Um, but the rest of the news for the week is pretty quick and easy to raffle th- rifle through. Um, Friday the 13th, the game is coming to Switch. Uh, that got confirmed this week on the 4th by Cole Tomashot at Twinfinite. Um, that's supposed to be coming out... I had the date. I had the date. Uh, I lost it. I had it too. Sorry. Bad audio. It's coming out sometime this year. Yeah, I don't have it. All right. Yeah, this this new version will be released on the Switch this spring. There it is. Sorry. It includes most of the DLC and previously published free content for the game. Um, that's dope. That game was awesome. I have a buddy who uh, was one of the backers for uh, Friday the 13th, the game being created. So if you're walking around the houses... You can find a picture on the wall that's actually of him. Um, So that's dope. Uh, His name is Fleet. He's awesome. He runs a comic book shop in town. He now owns that comic book shop with a couple of the guys that work there. Um, Beat Saber's first music pack got a confirmed release date. Um, For those of you who are into VR, whether it's PSVR or Vive or Oculus... um, Beat yes. Saber is that dope game where people are like lightsaber battling to music, uh, which is I want to play it, but I mean I feel like I'd be so bad at it. I've seen people play like highly difficult levels, and I'm like, no, fuck that, dude. Come over and play it. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I have to make that happen. It's just like Guitar Hero. You don't jump in on you know did, on hard, right? Sure, on hard, right? Out they, of the thing. Are, is it all because like the songs that are on it right now are like original music? From like a licensee standpoint, they're just sure. like, do you know if it's anything that's like 
do you know what the, the content of the music is or the packs? Um, no. It just says Beat Saber's music pack will come alongside a reworking of the game's menus, which will allow you to easily browse the game's additional OSTs and music packs. Uh, it looks like it'll allow you to easily switch between songs, but it doesn't say if they're going to be original or licensed. It doesn't say they're going to be licensed, though, and I feel like they would say that pretty straightforwardly. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they've got... this. I mean, it's a popular game, but I don't know if they've got the legs or if they got the desire to go out there and try and acquire licensed content. Sure. Um, it's probably popular enough they could afford it, but who knows? Um, but that's uh, that's due out March 14th for people interested. Um, let's see. There's a new Shazam trailer. If you're interested in DC's Shazam movie, <laughs> it looks that so trailer's good. actually not bad. It looks it's, so actually, it's pretty good. It looks so good. It's actually not bad. The first trailer for that movie, I was like, what the fuck is this mess? Right. This trailer, I was like... <laughs> I kind of like this. It's a superhero. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a superhero big. It I mean, is. Yeah. Uh, it is. That's exactly what it's, it is. It's so good. That's what I've, every time I see it. That's what I feel like. It's like all right, cool. It's it's Tom Hanks and Big. We're next. Mm-hmm. All we need is a walkable piano keyboard, and we're there. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's got uh, Mark Strong as the bad guy, and he's fucking great. I do enjoy some Mark Strong. He's great. Uh, Mark Strong from. Um, the first Sherlock Holmes movie with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yep. And also from Kingsman. He plays... Yep. Merlin. 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 Fuck. Those movies are good. Those yep. movies are good. Um, okay. So this one's interesting. Um, and maybe a little bit of discussion can come from it, but I'm not sure. So earlier in the week, there were reports that Anthem was not... Okay. God, this story's a mess. We talked about this a little bit in our pre-show. Um... So there were some stories earlier this week that Anthem was crashing PS4s, which, like, that doesn't sound bad, but it's crashed my Xbox when it, you know what I mean? Like, maybe not to the shutdown and having to restart it, but... It's gone, it's, to, it's gone to dashboard. It's gone, it's dashboarded a few times. Right. Um, and it's a new game, that's whatever. But these reports are saying that not only was it crashing PS4s, it was breaking them, like, shutting them <laughs> off and then making them no longer work. Um, so that was a little bit alarming. But as doing some research before this, and because of things we'd heard over the rest of the week, um, EA and Bioware... Sorry, I'm like (laughs) trying to burp. Um, EA and Bioware have been looking into this, and Bioware said today they have found no evidence. Do you want me to read the tweet? Yeah, go ahead and read Bioware's statement. Uh, So Chad Robinson, uh, he is the head of live service from Bioware, had put out two tweets. Uh, They did a live stream yesterday, and they addressed it there. Uh, but the first tweet was, After thorough review, we have not encountered an instance where Anthem has bricked a PS4 console. If you are experiencing anything different, please reach out to the EA help helpline so we can track the incident and investigate. Thanks to your patience. There was a, an update later. It looked like... Uh, I don't know the time, the time difference between the two of them. But it says, Update, we've identified several causes for the temp powered down crash for some PS4s. Fixes to stop or fixes for the top issues are in the patch that comes out next week, which they said would be on Tuesday. Um, if you encounter a game crash or your PS4 console will not respond, you can manually power down and restart it. No risk of damage. So they basically said, "Hey, we figured out what's causing the crash. It doesn't sound like it's, it's bricking them, but like again, I don't, I don't fucking know." I yeah, think it's a little, little. It's a. It's hard to tell if it's like the fact that. The systems are getting bricked, or because PlayStation's power structure is so fucking weird, 
um, people just don't know how to turn the system back on when it shuts down like that. Um, and that's not a slight at anybody who's using a PS4, and that's not a slight at PS4's hardware. It's just the fact that the hardware itself makes powering assist- the system on and back off again, or sorry, off and back on again, makes it tricky. But- it's happened to me. I had I had uh, so, uh, like a, a power surge once when it was in rest mode. When it's in rest mode, you're not supposed to unplug it. And so like I turned the power back on, and my system was like, nope. It wouldn't turn on, and I tried for like an hour and a half, and eventually I got it to work. Um, and I remembered that process, though. And then, like from there, every time that happened, it was fine. Um, so yeah, this story is kind of hard to parse. Is it people that well, just didn't realize what happened, or is it? Yeah. So, so N Seven was saying in the chat that they had a friend who had to contact Sony about that, and then later they were, they managed to turn those back or fix it. It looks like. Yeah. And I think that's the case. Like, um, there is a way to go into like a recovery. For, for turning that on to power it back up. And to your point, like I've had the same thing happen to my PlayStation where I go to power it on with the controller and nothing's happening. I'm like, all right, what's up here? I go and I press the power button, nothing responds to it. Um, I unplug it directly from power and like go through all kinds of other MacGyver shit and try to get it back on and it finally does. But yeah, I think that there's something to be said there with it. Yeah. Um, Sarge, I'm sorry. I've got to say this. The light on your hat makes your hat look like it just says the polio. It, it does. doesn't look like it says police. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you're just wearing a fucking polio hat, which is a really weird look. Oh, man. <laughs> this, this, the this polio. Is, uh, wow. <laughs> oh, boy. That's great. Um, in the chat, N Seven says that from what uh, from what he knows, they literally made his buddy unplug and replug the system back in over and over again until it worked. If that's what Sony tells you to do on their helpline, maybe they need to make their power cycling system a little more user friendly. Um, but we can move past that. Um, I had a little blurb in here um, that I'm going to save for the last one we do because it, I think it transitions well into the topic. So, Bobby, you threw two in here. Let's grab those real quick and then uh, get into our topic. Yeah. Uh, speaking about Sony, uh, today they released Remote Play for iOS, which is uh, exciting. Um, I, they've, they've always had Remote Play baked into their Vita software and hardware. Um, there was a third-party app called RPlay that, for the past couple years, has been uh, on sale for 12 bucks. You could buy that app and go and configure it, and you could do remote play either in your own home on the same network or away if the Internet allowed. Um, if you have an MFI controller, it does support that, but it also has an on-screen uh, controller, which is garbage, but... You can effectively go in, like if you were wanting to run a software update or even just download something, you couldn't get it to work by purchasing. If you want to try and play something, you can. Uh, but on iPads and iPhones and iPod Touches, there is a free app from Sony that now lets you control your PlayStation, which uh, I think that's really cool. Uh, I wish I had Remote Play on my Xbox. There's a third-party app for that, but it doesn't work nearly as uh, fluid. Uh, so you can download that now. It is live uh, in the App Store on Apple iOS. Uh, Nintendo has expanded the Labo line that they have, which is their cardboard, build-your-own game uh, type deal. And they've now uh, introduced VR, which the Switch, and I've been saying this for a while, uh, has the perfect slot into a headset and have those experiences. So you can uh, pre-order that now. I think it's like 40 bucks for the, the first VR kit. That's not bad. 
No, they got all kinds of crazy stuff you can build and do with it. Um, I, you know, I don't know if Labo's for me. I'm incredibly uh, intrigued by the idea. I think this uh, tinkering and building, expanding, and having some tactile elements to the game stuff is is really rad. Um, maybe a bit overpriced for what you're getting, but maybe, yeah. uh, it's still a really cool idea from Nintendo, and uh, I, I like to see that they're they're trying some new stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I saw a really funny tweet, and it was uh, I don't remember who was tweeting it, but he was like. Look at the difference um, in in people that write about games. And one guy was like, "Man, fucking 720p. Who would put a screen that close to someone? And like, also, who would do that to their kids' eyes?" And it was the link to the Labo announcement of the VR bit, right? And then the next one was Jared Petty, who was formerly on uh, uh, Kind of Funny Games Daily and uh, Pocket Full of Soup, which was his yep. thing. Oh, I saw uh, this. And he was like, I love video games. And it yep. was the link to the Labo yep. VR thing. And just the difference of, like, garbage and Jared Petty just being like, I love games. Yep. Right. It was like, yeah, man, <laughs> I wish more people were, were in the Jared Petty group that were just like, you know what? Games fucking right. rock. Yep. <laughs> Ugh, whatever. <laughs> um, moving on. Yeah. So, so there is another news one that we, we did touch on it last week, though. Oh, what's because that? Well, it released the next day about Apex Legends oh. actually actually hitting 50 million in one week, and we said 25 because that was the updated information we had. Yeah, so it was 25 did, million in the first week it was out, and then yeah. like the month, it was the, a month the old the first, day after the, the episode. first month, yeah, they yeah. they stated that they made 50 million players in one month compared to Fortnite's 45 million in four months, which is insane. <laughs> yes, <laughs> to say the least. Honestly, yeah, Apex is um, it's kicking, sh- it's 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 kicking in people's asses. I, I think, think it's kicking shit. You know, whatever. Yeah, I think that just speaks to the 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 player base of BRs. The the main player base of BRs was just ready for something new, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And I think it, we're gonna see you know with the battle pack coming up and you know whenever they launch that and. The two new characters. I think if, like I like I said, I think we're going to have a very cool competition between the two now titans of BR, which are Fortnite and Apex. Yeah. All I got to say is, I played thirty games last night, had one win, and I still don't feel bad about how that went. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna dispute that because you definitely called me and said it sucked. <laughs> well, it, no, 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 it it sucked. But like, if right. I played thirty games of like PUBG or. Call of Duty, I probably wouldn't have made it that far. Well, that would have taken me like a it. week. Exactly. That's also true. And I could do that all in one night, and like it was still a good experience. We had a lot of kills, just unfortunate events happened. So it's just like, you know, I, I'd be raging out on everything else. Oh, Celtic, we got to fix that. Sorry, Celtic in the chat says he still doesn't have a win in Apex. That makes my heart Yeah, you need, to, you need to jump in with Eric and uh, get one of his free wins that he had where he's the only only squad in the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just scared yeah, Eric is Eric is cheating. I don't know <laughs> if you guys knew this. Super hacks. Uh, soup, <laughs> soups hacks. Soup, soup hacks. hacks. Soup hacks is a new segment we're gonna do um, about how you can hack your soup. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so last news thing. Transitioning into the final or the for the final the story for the the, the topic for the day. Um, there was a talk. Uh, Bonnie Ross, who just got into the video game. 
Hall of Fame, right? Through uh, AIAS, the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences. Um, who's the head of Microsoft? Uh, <clears throat> had a talk on 60 Minutes about um, bringing more women onto the Halo team and into gaming. And um, without getting like into the wordiness of the article, like she points out that the the issue that we're running into is that like there just aren't that many women that uh, apply for game development jobs because there aren't that many women that study computer science. Uh, and when Microsoft did research in colleges, um, they realized it's because of how like uh, computer science is being positioned, and that yep. there's like a movement now so that like. 91% of the women that they, they reached out to in school uh, said that they feel that they're creative and they identify with being creative um, and that to them computer science wasn't positioned to them as a creative um, practice and that like it absolutely is you have all these people creating games that are using their computer science skill and that maybe positioning that a little bit differently could uh, level out the, the gender gap because right now it's like 90% of developers are male or something like that and like yeah I want to see I want to I want my daughter to make video games so why right. don't we why don't we get our teachers to be a little bit better about telling everybody they can do it um anyway yeah that was uh, an interesting article and the reason I brought it up and wanted it to be last as I think it transitions well into our topic for the day of what is uh what is a gamer to you guys? And I'll, maybe I'll preempt that by saying that, like, for a long time, we, the four of us here, I will, say, I can say with confidence, but many other people have worn the badge of gamer when it hasn't done them any favors. Um, for a long time, gamers were assumed to be like, I don't know, man. When when you played games and the jocks came around, I don't know if anybody was actually bullied. Uh, in this podcast, but I know when I was a kid and I, people knew I played games, people came around and were like, oh, nerd, and thought I was, I, I, stay, I slept in the basement and played video games all day. Like, that's a thing. And like, that was a stereotype that was pushed around. And like, the truth is, that's not the truth. So like, to you guys, what is what does being a gamer mean? Ninja, Ninja and Drake fixed that for the world, by the way. I just want to call that. <laughs> In a large way, they absolutely they, did. They, I, 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 I wasn't. I was being dead serious. You're absolutely right. No, you're, yeah. Uh, but I agree with you. And I, I, you know, like I said, I, I firmly fell in this clamp. I, you know, granted, I played lacrosse since I was four, so I've always kind of straddled both worlds. Um, but even when on the weekends, when you know, a lot of my friends in high school and whatnot were going out to party, and I was like, nah, I'm just gonna go home and play N64. Uh, or I'm going to go, you know, finish up my run through Final Fantasy VIII or Seven or whatever it was. Uh, and they would just kind of look at me sideways like, dude, we're going to go, like, steal beer from a convenience store and drink it. You don't want to I'm like, no, 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 I'd rather go play games. <laughs> no, I want to um, play games. No, I'd, 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 rather, go, I'd rather go do that. Um, yeah, I think for me, it, it, gamer expands a little bit beyond video, right? Because I did so much tabletop uh, growing up as well, because my dad was a huge tabletop player, right? My dad introduced right. me to Dungeons and Dragons. Um, you know, we used to run massive, you know, campaigns. Uh, him, my brother, and I, and a couple friends, uh, you know, down the street. Um, you know, my dad still uh, thinks he's the best Risk player in the world, <laughs> even though he hasn't beat me in 15 years. 
Um, that's okay because he doesn't listen. So love you. Guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I will tell you this: don't challenge the man at Star Trek Trivial Pursuit because you'll lose. Um, but yeah, I, I think gamer encompasses so many things now in 2019 uh, that it is a hard way to it's it's a hard thing to quantify as being that you know kid who got stuffed in a locker because he had a comic book and he was trying to score the the next cartridge. Um, yeah, nerd culture is like at the babbages. Yeah, <laughs> Oof, I mean, God, babbages. I think, I think like. To, in today's context, I think if you were to go up to somebody, it's like when I was a kid, if I were to say like gamer, they would probably assume like Mario Brothers. Like that's like for somebody who's not necessarily like tapped into the culture or tapped into playing like, you know, games to the level that we would. I think that if you would say like, oh yeah, like video games, oh like, oh you mean Mario? Like it's that like identifiable, like that's what's going on. I think yeah, today sure. by standards, like if you were to go up to somebody and you like, I'm a gamer. Like, they're going to be like, oh, you stream. Like, oh, do you sit in front of a screen and play? Like, like there's a whole thing about, like, an association because it is more mainstream. It is in people's feeds, even if they don't follow it. Like, you open up something like Instagram and your splash page for searching, like, there's a good chance that you might see some sort of, like, very similar layout to what you're seeing on Eric's channel right now. Like, just a snapshot of that. And so I think a lot of people absolutely associate in the last five years especially probably maybe this generation's uh release like a gamer would be somebody that is playing for other people where it used to be something where it was like considered to be anti-social like you're you're gonna be aloof you're kind of lazy you might not want to be outdoors um like you definitely don't want to play sports um i think that you were viewed as somebody who was weak um, I think that you were viewed as somebody who was socially awkward. Um, like, all those things that, like, people used to use the tropes for. And very much like Eric, like, I was on both sides of the fence there. Like, I was very much involved in sports. Um, I, I grew up in a town that, like, celebrated sports rather than video games. But I just had a very deep fascination. Oh, my fascination. God. I want a town that celebrates video games. I'm sorry, Bobby. I didn't mean to cut no, you off. No, it's good. I want, I want that, too. But I think it started to get to a point where, like, it became, like, very socially acceptable and celebrated um, to enjoy things that were in, like, a, a subculture. And so, like, sure. I, look, I look at it as, like, you know, something that I think, and, like, I'm not trying to really, like, tarnish this name, but, like, the way that people viewed gamer, like, if you said, oh, I'm a gamer 20, 30 years ago it carried a weight that wasn't necessarily positive, like by and large. And I think like in the same, like they'd be like, Oh, you probably like star Trek or you're, are you a Trekkie also? And I think that like Trekkie is a term that maybe hasn't had the ability to quite climb out of the hole that gamer was once in, but like it's, it's definitely gotten more socially acceptable than it once was, but like, sure. It's not, it's not nearly as like celebrated and, or as sexy, like you don't, going to target necessarily and see like a star trek shirt as much as you see like an entire section of like star wars stuff like star wars transcended through that star trek still struggles with it so gamer i think has evolved as a term and as like a feeling but it definitely had its had its lumps well i think that know? yeah i think there's a difference sure. yeah i agree i think there's a difference between gamer and what caleb said a little bit earlier and, and that's you know nerd culture as a whole right i mean it is right. very trendy right now to be yeah in nerd culture or have some sort of, you know, some sort of ties to it. 
you know, simply because it's the way it, it's in front of you every day. And if you, I think about, you know, I think about my, my eight year old, uh, she comes home and, you know, she'll look at me and go, oh, all the boys are talking about Fortnite again. Uh, Caleb's now, t- you know, uh, she has a little boy in her class named Caleb as well. He's talking about, he's talking about Pokemon. Um, and these kids are growing up and this is what all their friends are doing, right? Where I had a f- select few, I have one friend who's a, you know, very prominent artist in Dallas now. Um, and he was the, you know, he, he played lacrosse with me too. Um, but he was the only guy that I could really hang out with and talk to about that stuff. Cause everybody was to your point, yeah. Bobby celebratory. And I, I'm in Texas, so we know what there is. Yes. There's barbecue oh, yes. and football. Football. And football. there you go. Football is church in Texas, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Friday Night Lights is real. Um, so, Ryan, I'm curious what you think about this because I know we – that's how we became friends, right? Because, like, uh, not to throw shade at you or at me or at anybody in, in high school because high school is a fucking battlefield. But, like, ooh, that's going to tie into this conversation? Anyway. Um <laughs> I was a varsity baseball player. You played baseball for a little bit, so we interacted there. Um, we were in German class together, but we didn't really like. Ah, Sprechen zu Deutsch. Yeah, I'm not missing. anymore. I'm still like forty percent. I'm, I'm still like forty percent fluent, but I like took it 10%. for like three years in college too. Um, but 6%. we didn't hit it off. We didn't hit it off until um, Mr. Poe. Assigned us a assignment in chemistry class. Oh my class. god, dude! So that was this the is we got to make this long story short because it's a long ass story. But we had to pick elements um, early freshman year, um, and uh, so those sweet. elements would be our elements to study or to like do projects on the rest of the year. So uh, he Ryan, what did you pick? Calcium? So, yeah, I picked calcium, yeah. and, and I picked yeah, I it picked wasn't tungsten. The hey, yeah, you he, made it yeah, fucking it's work. Tungsten. So the reason we bonded is that, like, the first project we had to do was we had to um, create, like, just a presentation on what our element does. And Halo 2 was fucking huge. Er, right. Halo well, 3. Like, Halo 3 was big at the time. And so we did The Forge, forge. in Halo 3 and made movies so, um, so, for but a project. To, but to, to get it started the right way, he just wanted, a, like, a presentation where we get up talk in front of the class about our element we went to him and we like you know what that's not good enough and we wanted to know if we could make a video with video games and like commentate what we're doing in the video game as like our i I love this already presentation dude we wrote we wrote a script Mm-hmm. So yes. what we did is we, we recorded, built out. We oh. recorded on a VHS. On a VHS, motherfucker. On a VHS. <laughs> we so what we did is we built out this this. Remember the big old sand map on uh, Halo Three? What was that called? Sandbox. Sand map. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halo Three. Um, it was a big old desert map with like a couple the, bunkers in the middle. A couple bunkers you could oh, drive the the elephant the ruins around and everything. The, yeah. Yeah. So it was that map. I don't remember what it was called. Um, it was called Sandbox. Sandbox. Yeah, I was right. Okay, cool. Panda Thanks, Panda. Yeah. Um, so we built out Sandbox, right? And for Tungsten, like, <laughs> we set up, like, this entire layout because Tungsten's used in, like, rocket nozzles and, like, gun barrels. So I picked a perfect element. He picked fucking right. calcium. Um, we so we laid out work. We laid out displays of, like, weapons and vehicles and shit. And then we made a, a series of events for him to like jump from a high place because he was calcium and hit the ground without dying. 
because his bones were strong. And then yeah. he would he flipped over he flipped over overturned vehicles. And yeah. so it was like if you drink a little bit of milk, you can flip a mongoose. If you drink a lot of milk, you can flip a warthog. And if you drink as much milk as me, you can flip a tank, right? And like <laughs> so, so we set these things up and then wrote a script and then walked around and did the things and then recorded it and went back into the theater and flew the camera around during these. Mm-hmm. And while recording on VHS, and then hit play in the classroom, and read from the scripts in front of us while it was playing on the screen up ahead of us, and like everyone in the class was like, "Y'all are some fucking nerds," and we were both like, "This is like that shit, though." They did. Like Uh, nobody, nobody knocked us that bad. They were like, "Man, this is kind of nerdy," but like. They're like, man, like, this is kind of cool. But like, damn, right, no. you guys did it. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then we did another project later, and uh, we had to do we had to make our, our elements a superhero. And so he was Captain Calcium, and we used <laughs> Metallica's some kind of monster. Wait, um, hang on, hang on. Of him Why fighting. Why was I a... once Captain Calcium and now Sergeant Sodium? Holy what shit! What the fuck? <laughs> you gotta change. Your, you gotta change all your shit to Captain Calcium, dude. Yeah, the first cuts <laughs> the deepest. Oh, that's a technically a that's thing. technically a promotion, right? Yeah, because you're going from sergeant to captain. So yeah, yeah, you're gonna get enough followers, and you gotta change the Captain Calcium. Um, <laughs> but yeah, his Captain Calcium video was some kind of, played Metallica, some kind of monster, and he was running around with a gravity hammer, beating the shit out of people. <laughs> and then my tungsten man video was a dude going through a facility ACDC, to uh, TNT, TNT by ACDC. It so, was. So, Fucking nuts! I'll put this out there. Uh, we, we've been talking a little bit about like the tipping point. Like we've all acknowledged that gamer means something much different, right? And sure. like when society started to embrace it. And if I had to go back, like I did, we've talked about this on the show before, but when there was national news coverage for Halo Two, I think that that really did it. And then I know that like the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Um, was showcased and shown off for the first time at like I want to say like the MTV Movie yep. Awards or Music mm-hmm. Awards. What? So, like, I don't remember that. They, it was like shit. it was in a glass box. They unveiled it for the first time, and that That's that amazing. was uh, you know obviously going past like what Halo Two had done. But I, I I would say like to go back to what we talked about like that period in time when Halo really cracked it. You had the midnight launches. You had the long lines. Like it was there was an undeniable. Like, hey, even though you didn't play... Like, everybody played Halo. Like, you might not play video games, but you all... Like, everybody knew Halo the same way they knew Mario at that point in time. So sure. I think, I think that's what kind of started to tip, tip the scales a bit. Like, I think that's when it started to become a bit more uh, culturally acceptable, like, to be into something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... I don't know if it seemed like that for me, right? But we also share a little bit of a distance in our generation. And that, like, when Halo 2 came out, Sarge and I were... 13, right? Yeah. And so that was two, if that was 2004, I was 13 or 14, um, depending on when. No, Halo came out late in the year. I was 13. Just a baby. Just a wee baby. Just a wee little baby. Just a wee little baby. Yeah, I was 12 oh. or 13. I was 13 because that game came out in the fall because that's when Halo games come out. But to us, Halo 2 was a big deal because, like, I my uncle worked at. Game Crazy at the time. For those of you who don't know what Game Crazy is, it was Hollywood's version of Blockbuster. Oh wait, it was Hollywood's Hollywood. version, of, Hollywood Video's version of GameStop. There we go. Yep. Um, but uh, 
he was working at Game Crazy, and I went to the midnight release. And that was the first midnight release of a video game I'd been to. Because I'd been to the midnight releases of, like, episode, Star Wars Episode 1 and 2. Um, and maybe 3 by that point. I don't, did those movies come out every other year? Which Star Wars Episode... Episode 1 was 99. Every, yeah, and then it was 2002, yeah. and then it was 2005. Okay, yeah. so every three years. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd seen two movies at midnight. Um, with my family, and they were Star Wars, and that was nerdy as hell. But, like, I played games. And, yeah, Halo 2 was impactful. But I think for me, when that changed was probably around Sergeant and I's freshman year of high school. Um, and that was because, like... Oh, man. Like, it was just the fact that, like, so many people were doing it. Um, and I started dating my now wife my freshman year of high school, and she played... A lot of Crash Bandicoot. And she brought this up the other day, but I shit you not. Like, when I found out she played Crash Bandicoot, that was I it. was like, can I keep you? Like, <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was it. That was all it took. I was, that was maybe the first time I realized, like, women actually played games and loved them and not, like, played games to, like, put up with the dudes in their lives. Um, I don't know, Sarge, when when did you realize that like more than just you and, and me played games? Well, and like uh, you guys probably don't know this, but like I played um fuck, what's it called? I just fucking had it up. I ha- I played Magic. Like I played all these other kind of like all the the nerdy card games back whenever they came out just cuz my brother was big into it and it was something that we had that we did together. I and I mean you probably wouldn't tell by looking at me, but I I got into that kind of stuff a lot. Um, and, but I never had like when the first Xbox came out, I didn't have internet or anything like that, so like I wasn't able to fully get into like into the Xbox or into the new systems when they came out, just because all I had to do was play at home, unless I went somewhere else. So like. The biggest thing was whenever we and you first connected, it was whenever I first like got into online and was actually being able to become a gamer itself. So it was it was pretty late that like I would I guess would consider myself a gamer just for that fact that I didn't have the internet and everything like that to jump online with everybody. So I have a question yeah. for you too, real quick, then. Oh boy. What is your why do you hate single player games so much now? Given your, oh, I oh, I really actually wanted to bring this up next. Given your, um, given your pedigree, Ryan, of not having internet and playing, uh, being a magic player, it shocks me that you haven't picked up the and uh, Celtic can talk about it, but the Magic Magic the Gathering online game is actually very well done. Uh, also, I want to give my, I want to give Panda a shout out in the yep. chat because he said that he met his wife playing Rainbow Six Vegas too. And they've been That's together awesome. for ten and a half years, so like props to that. That's fucking dope. Also, awesome. Rainbow Six Vegas Two was huge in my life as well. Oh yes, that game was God, fucking game was amazing. Oh, we played um, it so much. So the the single player thing, I I actually th- thought about this. Like, single player was how I fell in love with games, and then when multiplayer became a thing, it became like, oh my god, I can do this with people. <laughs> Right? It was that realization. And I think that's why I've moved. Maybe not. I haven't moved so far away from single player I don't play it. So I'll let Sarge answer this question too. But I find myself going back to games like Apex and um, Anthem and things like that. Because I can play with friends. And I can like enjoy those things with friends. Um, And I just really like hanging out with people. 
So I, I think that's why I do that mostly. But if a good single player game comes out, I will absolutely like almost put my Xbox in offline mode so people don't bug me because I played. I know, 120 hours of Mass Effect Andromeda and 130 hours of Red Dead and 60 or 70 hours of Deus Ex. Like, it just takes the right, the right style of game, I guess. Yeah, but I think Sarge, oh, Sarge, why did you abandon? <laughs> why did you I, abandon single player? Why don't think, you do that? I think for the the fact that I didn't have internet right off the bat, so I'll, all I did was play those. All I had was single player. I couldn't, or, you know, split screen with my brother, that kind of thing, and we, we fought each other all the time, or, you know, that kind of thing. But as oh, soon as I got internet, oh man. As Oof. soon as I got internet, it's just like, well, shit, what do I need to play all this stuff by myself for whenever I can play with a million other people and I can get to know all these other people and do sure. nothing but that? I, and, like, I don't know, it's kind of like, when I was younger, my parents owned my bank account. And as soon as I moved out, I spent all my money because I didn't know what to fucking do with it. Because I didn't know how to manage it because that's all they did is they took care of it. They took over <laughs> it. So, yeah. you know, I could spend what they gave me. But, you know, with with single player, that's all I had. And multiplayer came out. I was like, well, this is a lot fucking better. And, like, I can get angry at people and yell at them now. And <laughs> I Sergeant have Sodium is no... Born. No repercussions at all. I could just have to like maybe get banned, and I can just leave the lobby or whatever. Like, who gives a shit? I didn't realize this was going to be the the bounty board origin uh, story episode, where we find out how everybody got their superpowers. Do you um, think? Do you think that I? Oh, god, bye. I was going to say, like, do you think that some of the? How do I word this? Um when the ease of access with like high speed internet and online multiplayer became a thing that cusp and that bubble that has absolutely popped now that hadn't popped at that point in time um, this was kind of like uh, a safe space so to speak for people that like maybe were into this area that like they could they could like be themselves they could let their their freak flags fly as high as they wanted in that environment without judgment like this is like like almost like an overdose of social for people in the first time. Like I remember like being online and like interacting with people that like was just so elated and like giddy to have people that shared an excitement for something that maybe they couldn't really publicly like celebrate like you can today or like easily find people to connect with on that. Like now shit you can put on just about any game and get matched uh, you know, matchmaking with somebody. You can go into a Let's Play group. You can go to an LFG group. You can find all that, Discords, etc., to find people to play with. It's very easy today. But then it was like discovering people like you that maybe you lived in a rural area that, like, you were one of, like, two to three people that was into that shit that you could do that with. And so, like, I think sure. it was it was in situation, like, like as we get back to the, the concept of, what like, what a gamer is, I think that... Like online gaming, especially whether we're talking about tabletop gaming, where you could go to like a, the back the back of a comic book shop in your hometown, and like once a night or once a week or whatever it would be, like play magic or do some D and D, and like have those group of people that was safe to like be that person around. Like I just think that there's something to be said about what the empowerment of online gaming did for people on like discovery of like-minded people, but also like a comfort to be yourself where maybe you couldn't have been as, as easy. So, 
Sure. Yeah, I mean, like, if, if I went to a LAN party and I wanted to play with those guys and, like, I raged at that party, like, I felt like an asshole. Like, there was a you few You still did it, that, though. You still I, did it, though. I still did it, but, like, I, I it, like deep down it fucking hurt me because I was like, man, these people fucking hate me. And <laughs> I do it online. It's just like, fuck you. Fuck everything you just did. Whatever. I'm leaving the lobby and I'm going to go join another game and I'm just doing the uh, same thing had over a, and over again. I have, I have experienced this. <laughs> we, for we everybody did a, who, <laughs> who thinks he might be making it up. No, it's, it's very real. We did, we did yeah, a LAN party, a Halo LAN party in college once and an Xbox got thrown out of a window. Uh, and, and, it, and, it, and it took another Xbox with it because they were right next to each other and the router. Um... Good. I would have. Was, I would have murdered somebody it was, that day. It was. It was. Uh, the 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 guy who threw the Xbox through the window immediately regretted the decision, <laughs> and jumped out after it, forgetting, forgetting that he was on the second story of an apartment building. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Is this guy still alive? Yeah, landed <laughs> on his back. Um, right. Landed on his back. Uh, so he was like, who oh, no. Yep. <laughs> no, no, no. He was, it was, it, it was, there was a good f- 10 seconds before he realized what he had done. He was still raging. And then all of a sudden he was like, oh God, it just jumped out the window. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all sitting there in disbelief. And all we hear him is on the ground just going, ah, ah. <laughs> and we're that just like, awful. oh man. But yeah. Uh, I, I agree with Bobby. I think it was an interesting thing because I remember my first experience with Xbox Live. Right, I got into. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get into the, one of the one of the betas, so I was able to get onto it. Uh, I was able to play, and we all got uh, everybody that was in the beta got Mech Warrior um, online, oh. and that that was a very highly competitive. I mean, if you think about the original Mech Warrior online with uh, on the original Xbox, I mean. Before Halo 2 came out, that might have been the most competitive game there was. Um, except for, like, Crimson Skies. Uh, Crimson Skies was... Whew, man, that game was dope. Oh, my God, that game was great. Why has there not been a sequel to I Crimson Skies? I don't know. Hey, Phil Spencer, if you're listening, let's get it on. Let's go. Hold let's on. Go. Phil Spencer, if you're listening, I would much rather you boost our podcast than make Crimson Skies 2. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about you just come on next time, Phil? Just come on, come on the show. No. We'll talk about yeah, we'll talk yeah. about Crimson Skies too. Anyway, yeah, Phil uh, Spencer, if you want to come hang out on our podcast, or uh, anybody yeah. from the Game Pass Twitter for, Twitter handle, yo, that, whoever runs that, that, that Twitter account is a genius. Uh, come on, <laughs> come on in. They're a blessing o- to this planet. Open invitation. But no, I I agree with Bobby. Is it's a it's an interesting thing because you have and I think that's starting to change. I agree with you when it when Xbox Live first launched and broadband started going it and we saw the services like Steam and stuff like that. I think you saw those fringe groups kind of like or not even fringe but the the people who wanted to let their freak flags fly and find those dark seedy corners where they could ha- have this layer of anonymity um get there. I think now though um I think now though it's becoming less. And you brought up Discord, right? I can hop on, uh, and I have. I'm in. I mean, if I just scroll down my Discord list here, you know, I'm in, you know, 50 different servers that I'm having 50 Jesus. different conversations in. Um, you know, throughout. I mean, there's a there's a bunch of main communities that I'm that I hang out in, right? They're all, um, you know, most of the, the the big main ones, you know, are down below uh, in my panels. But it's uh, it's interesting just to see like. 
the different conversations but to bobby's point now i can go out to the internet i can go to any city in the in the in the in the u.s or in the world and i can find somebody from one of these discords and immediately have a friend immediately have someone if i'm in a city that i don't have anybody with if i'm traveling for work alone and i've done this a couple times like just hop on the disc hey is anybody who's who's here who wants to go grab lunch um right. you know and that that's what i think is awesome about the way that this uh, about the way that the, the way that this connects people because it really does even the playing field one uh, and two it just allows people a common ground uh, where they may where there may not be any um, which right, is what I sure. like about it for sure well yeah I, my I my brother's got a a friend that he's been playing since I don't know Halo two whenever that first came out and this guy lived in Connecticut up until about a month ago and moved in with my brother like the first time they ever met he was like just come on and live with me like they've known each other for 13 years or whatever it is and like never met each other and he's like you know what i'm trying to find a new place to live trying to start fresh somewhere he's like dude come come here come live with us we got a house full of other gamers like that's all they do now like he moved in like best friends like they were best friends online they moved in like nothing ever changed like they'd known each other seen each other every single day of their entire life it's it's insane how that how that happens yeah it's interesting because it's like multiplayer was almost like a precursor for social media yep right and like the video game industry has for maybe the last 20 years um maybe more been kind of a harbinger for things to come and like those things have been good and bad um, I don't want to say that like Harbinger in the bad way. Um, like there have been instances where we've seen the way the communities reacted being like, Ugh, God, that was nasty. And then like later seen other parts of the world react that way and been like, wait, what? Uh, how is this mindset translated to a completely different uh, play- space? Right. Um, but then we've also seen like, like we're saying right now is that like multiplayer jumped out. Uh, into the world and people were like oh my god like my cousin that lives 600 miles away can call me and tell me what his gamer tag is and then i can add it into my xbox and then like i can play xbox with my buddy that i can't see uh and i i I don't have the ability to go and see Uh, and that that i think that really opened up a lot of stuff and then the world followed afterwards right like we got Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and now the rest of the world's kind of doing something that I think gamers have been like, yeah, hanging out with friends from across the world is pretty dope, isn't it? Right. We've been we've been playing games with each other. Um, I want to stop for a second and point out that Panda talked about doing LAN parties with Ninja. Hey, you've never heard like, him talk about like, this? Like the Ninja in, in Illinois, which is huh, dope. Um, Tyler, if so you want to come on the you. podcast too, come on, we got you. Also, because yeah, yeah, you, uh, Panda, you know him. You should say, hey, I like this podcast, and we used to play games together. You should listen to it. I'm not trying to leverage relationships at all. Um, <laughs> I wanted to point out. So I brought this up earlier. Well, hold on um, before before you go here, I want to I want to point something out just real quick. You that, don't even know where I'm going. I know, I know. But what Ryan what Ryan said is, he, I find it interesting that he brought his brother up, and his brother knew this guy. I'm looking, and as I'm just looking around the Skype call, how I've known you two since you were like 16. Uh, right. I met Bobby a couple months ago, and now what are we doing? We're exactly we're essentially starting the next mega entertainment brand together. 
nerdy bits across the a, like, across like, the country, right? Uh, yeah, like, and we're and we're talking yeah. about we're talking like Bobby brought up uh, maybe going down the South by not South by Southwest, uh, pack South. Yep. Uh, to like, well, hey, let's all go to let, like me, you, and Sarge. Let's get a car and let's drive down to Texas. Nerdy and bits. Do pack South. Dot com meetup. Pack South. We're announcing it here when, first. When? Okay, hold on. When is Pack South? I don't even know when that is. I just thought you guys all had a really nice freak flag, and I just wanted to come, you know, get to know a little bit better. I got my yeah, soft like clothes that. on, Bobby. <laughs> we Always. Need a, we need a freak flag. We need oh, a literal no, freak flag. You, got, you should have one that you can maybe go grab really quick and hang up for a second because I know you got one at your house. Oh, like a. Um, I know you got a freak flag you can show tonight. I do. Let me think about where it is while we're talking. I, you I lost have, it already. <laughs> you had one job. No, well, you, you had okay. it for one okay. day. Hold on. Let me. <laughs> I can't get another one there ex- in time. Let me explain say. myself. You said I know you've got one, and my brain went to the Deus Ex flag that I nope, have, and the, the Assassin's Creed flag that I nope. have, and the only flag that matters because it's a fucking banner. My brain didn't. Okay, it's, I. I know exactly where that is. It's right there, and we'll I will see. grab. I'll. You want to see it right now? It's kind of a non sequitur. Yeah. We'll All right. Do it at the end. Do it at the end during the. I'm gonna no. I'm gonna put the headset down for a second. I'm gonna okay. do it right now because right, we'll, people we'll, are interested right now. All right. All right. You guys vamp for a second, and I'm gonna go grab this we'll and turn going. the lights on. No, and all that fun shit. Yeah, like I was saying, I, I think it's interesting because like there's so many people, especially like uh, you know Celtic brought up a good point in the chat, right? You know, for those of you listening to the audios on Mondays, uh, N7 Celtic Lullaby is one of my moderators, great friend of the show, um, uh, friend of Nerdy Bits uh, and everything else, but. Uh, he brought up a good point. Like, there are a lot of people that I consider super good friends. Uh, the real dirty Smurf. I've known that dude as long as I've known Caleb. Uh, oh, here it comes, guys. Here's here's the freak flag. Hey, Here's the freak flag. There it is. Oh, my goodness. Look oh, at that. The flag man. is a flying. That, that, is, yes. that is beautiful. Fucking great. Look at that. That's so good. That's awesome. There we go. Love it. Visuals by Lumberjab Smack. Yeah, for those of you playing the home game and listening to only audio, uh, Lubwub just held up the banner that will be displayed at Twitch St. Louis at our booth uh, this weekend. Yes. And as you can uh, hear right now, that is him rolling up the uh, the said banner. <laughs> yep. Very anyway. loudly in the background. But no, it's 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 a and I. I I want to. I, I'll let Caleb bring it back, but I want to bring it back to a couple of things. Right? Is one. I, I think it's interesting that I just. And I don't know if you guys ever, because I'm a huge data nerd. But if you ever go to uh, statista.com, um, right? You can basically. What was it? Stat. Tista. Statista. Statista. Right. Mm-hmm. Statista.com, and I'll just post this right here. I'll just post this in the. Uh, here's the link in the chat here. Uh, but it's interesting to see this, de- you know, the, dem- the demographic breakdown since, uh, you know, average age. That is a lot more even than I thought it was going to be. Ooh, um, I, I forgot to turn the headphones up so I could hear what y'all were saying. Mm. Um, that stat breakdown is a lot more even than I thought. Oh, those are beautiful business cards, too. Look at those. Ooh. Yeah. Hey-o. Man, this turned out good. I'm pretty uh, sure all of my all of my camera feed is backwards, so everyone just saw me do that, and it's like it looks like it's a a D no. a DN. Oh no, it's NB. Okay, it, yeah, looks, it looks like a like, DN to me because yeah, yeah. dumb shit. Yeah, it looks good. Right. Um, cool. 
Sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that the demographic breakdown of what we're talking tonight, that's a lot more evenly spread than I thought it was going to be. Oh, um, yeah. Which one are you looking at? Are you looking at the, the age demographic? The one, yeah, the one the... I just posted in the in the, in the the thing, uh, in the Twitch chat. If you click it on, like, you know, I'm about to, you know, I'm, fr- uh, you on know. Twitch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you Good. know, I'm in that 20% mark. You guys are all in the, you know, the mid, the, the second column there. But it's the other thing that I, is interesting is the, and this is what procedural generations is all about, right? Is bridging the gap between these, which I think is something that gamers, this, this weird gamer thing has also done, right? Is it allows people, because it is an even playing ground for the most part, to connect across generations like i have a couple friends that i play with that are in their 60s you know and i'm like awesome um i play with my grandma right and that's yeah that's why i brought up procedure generations right Uh, yeah yeah anyway caleb you were gonna bring up a point and then we got into the banner and now i'm just oh yeah no that's cool no it's totally cool um so speaking to ratio, I don't see the I didn't see the link you just shared. Where is that? Oh, from Statista. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, man, the 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 crazy thing is that all these people want wanted to for the longest time just lump you know gamers in with like a single shitty stereotype. And so because I, this moment stood out so much to me, and fuck this guy, um, but uh, <laughs> there's a guy named Colin Cowherd who used to be on ESPN. He's kind of a turd, um, which oh. is totally fine. Which is totally fine because, like, I like uh, what's the skip? Is it Skip Bayless that does? What's the guy that did um, the the show with uh, Stephen A. Smith for the longest time? I don't know sports. Okay, I think it's Skip Bayless, whatever his last name is. People in the chat, help me out. It was a show with a guy named Skip and a guy named whatever I said the other guy's name was. Stephen A. Smith. Uh, anyway. anyway, anyway, Colin Cowherd on ESPN came on ESPN the day after ESPN two hosted Heroes of the Storm, um, a col- in a college tournament of Heroes of the Storm. It was called Heroes of the Dorm. And while I won't read his whole the whole transcript of his little rant, um, I'll read the part that I'm, I'm wanting to comment on. And that's he says, "Someone locked the basement door at Mom's house and never let them out. I will quit this network if I'm ever asked to cover that." Wow. So there's a couple of things in that state. Yeah, dude, it's oh. that's intense. Oh. Yeah, he said I tagged out at Harry I Potter. Remember, I, I tolerated Donkey Kong. Okay, yeah. Um, it pissed me off like crazy because it, there's two things in there. One, um, lock the basement door at mom's house. Like, yo, you work with people who play games. Straight up, this guy worked with people who played games, and I can only imagine what the what kind of looks those people gave him, you know, in the following days. Um, and then the second one is, I would quit this network if I'm ever asked to do that, which like completely undermines what esports are, um, completely shuts down the possibility of them having any legitimacy to him without clearly doing any research at all. Um, and so, for a long time. Being a gamer was, and we've kind of talked about this and we kind of haven't, but being a gamer was associated with being in a basement, being a sweaty dude in a basement who doesn't go outside. And I know Bobby brought up, like, you know, maybe being more, you know, I want to stay home, I don't want to hang out with people. And, like, Eric brought up the whole doing land parties and, like, staying together as groups. But, like, the reality is that, like, in every 
large country that plays a significant number of video games, no less than 40% of gamers are women. And on top of all that, I'm kind of linking two of these these stories together. Um, the average age of gamers is 31. Mm-hmm. Like most gamers have been playing for 20 years yep. Yep. and they're in their 30s. Yep. And so like this podcast is proof. There's two people in their 30s and two people that are almost 30. And all four of us have been playing for 20 years right. each. At least, right? Uh, Eric, you said you started playing when you were like four or five, right? So uh, yeah. Yeah, I was on. I was prescribed a Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> Your kid's a handful, which is both a prescription and. That's anyway, eye tracking um, issue. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, so there's this thing that I think that we are. I don't want to say we have to battle because I don't think we do anymore. Like, we're. We out here in this, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, like, there was this thing we had to deal with going through, you know, high school and college for, for a lot of us. And, like, maybe still have to go through in public that, like, I just... Have you guys ever had to, like, convince somebody that games aren't just for boys or games aren't just for people that play Call of Duty? Like, how many people have had that conversation uh, in this podcast? With every girlfriend I- I've ever had. <laughs> like... <laughs> Why do you play yeah, games sure. so much? Um, because this is my hobby. Like this is what. Why don't you? This is what. Why don't you me. Games as more. much as I yell and scream at every single game I play, it comforts me and it calms me down. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so when I'm pissed. I want to go kill stuff. Yeah, I in a game. In a game. Not that's in it, real life. That's interesting. So it's a it's an interesting story, right? So I, uh, I've been. Is with my wife as long as you know Caleb's been uh, with his. We met when we were sixteen at a party, um, you know. So it is uh, it's interesting, and she's kind of always known you know gaming to be a big part of it, you know. And it's 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 one of those things where I've had to, and it's not that I've ever had to convince her. Uh, she's very supportive of it, or I wouldn't be here doing this, and I wouldn't be you know playing games and able to stream, um, you know, if she wasn't. Uh, but I, it was, it's funny because I've had this conversation several times with people at work. Um, and you know, we work, I work in the streaming business, right? I, I teach enterprises how to stream and how to do what basically we're doing here tonight. And I always use Twitch as an example and I had to bridge the gap today. It was actually a conversation with somebody who sells this stuff for a living. It was a salesman and they said, this does not make sense. Why would we ever talk about this? To somebody, this is all about video games. And then I showed him a couple channels that do cooking shows. And then I showed him a couple channels that do only tech stuff. And I said, but I said, guy, this is not just about gaming or games anymore. This is your audience. And this was an older gentleman who's the sales guy. I was like, this is your audience. These are the people you are selling to on a daily basis. And this is how they're consuming their content. Like, you've got to understand that this, what we're doing is the platform and this is the community now and it is not it's not a singular like kid in the basement stoner whatever you want to stereotype it these are the guys you're selling to these are the guys that go home they're doing their startup and then maybe they're having a party uh there's another uh discord that i'm in this mischief app that's going to launch next uh that i'm part of that's going to launch uh i think at the end of this month or early next month whenever it is um but they just were tweeting out photos about how after they got off work everybody sat down and was gaming you know they had a they had a you know kind of a blow so off good. and it's awesome so good uh <clears throat> you know it's it's stuff like that 
Yeah. Kayla, what was your original question? Like, did you were asking if we've ever... Oh, yeah. So, um, I, what I asked was, um, and real quick shout out to Panda, because he's been active as fuck in chat. And uh, that, show, that show was Thanks, Stephen Panda. A. Smith and Skip Bayless, so I was right on that, but it was called The First Take. Uh, and then um, he brought up that he's dealt with the conversation that was part of the question I asked, as, lo- as well as the occasional argument of trying to describe Twitch and people saying, why would you want to watch someone else play games? Which fucking pisses me off, because if you watch the Super Bowl, you're watching other people play fucking games. But that's fine. Um, oh, that's what I... Okay, I remember what I was going to bring up. Go ahead. But uh, the question was, how many of us here have ever had to confront somebody who like tries to write off games, essentially? Uh, and that could be as someone who, like... Colin Cowherd was like, fuck it, it's it's stupid and it's for children, or people that are like, the only people that play games are, you know, basement dwellers that only play Call of Duty, or just any of this stuff. Like, when have you ever had to um, convince somebody that a stereotype that they adhere to is just a stereotype and nothing more? Like, it's not real. Um, so... For me, I haven't had to really, thankfully, navigate that too much. Um, the, there, there is something I've had to navigate with video games, and I'll get to that in a moment. But like, I think when you get to know people and you just interact with them, and you are your your true self, and the the natural like conversation of like, hey, what are you into? What do you do for fun? That sort of thing comes up, and you talk a bit about video games. Like, there's not an association of like, oh, well, hey, like you're you're a pleasant person or I'm able to talk to you like it makes sense like oh what do you like about games like I've never really had to like defend it what I've had to defend and what I will continue to defend and what I absolutely hate is the association of violent personalities being spawned from playing games right oof yeah yeah that's a big one and like, <laughs> yeah so so like that's sorry I don't that, mean to laugh at that because it's not actually funny no, I've had to deal with like, it my whole life guys yeah go ahead yeah Bobby. I mean, I think it's an absolute fucking travesty that, like, people would assume because, like, let me me back up. Like, there's some absolute shit that I've done in video games that is bonkers. Like, absolutely surreal and hyper-violent and 100% not who I am. And I'm very thankful that, like, I've been uh, brought up and associated with people that help me understand the differences between those realities. I don't think it's always the case for people, and I think that there can be uh, some, like, disconnects that happen there. But I do think that it's really shitty that because people who enjoy a video game might assume that, like, well, you're violent. Or, you know, they play these types of games. If there's ever... I I hate that shit. If there's ever some sort of, like, you know, nightly news, something bad went down... And, like, this is more prominent back in the day than it is now, but, you know, my God, he was playing these games and listening to Marilyn Manson. Like, like all that shit that would happen. And like the, Yo, the, like, I played the, the same games as this kid, and I've listened to Marilyn Manson, and I'm not... You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's so that, like, like... I think that... Yeah. I think when you start to say... Here's what I'd say. Like, when you assume people are a certain way because of what they, they, they consume, um, or, like, does that game define them, I think that's really shitty... I also think that like keeping people and gatekeeping people from certain things because they 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 aren't the stereotype for like that particular thing in games like it's always been shitty for me. So it's not been necessarily like defending playing it. Like it's yo, we're not hyper violent. 
And yeah, just because you look, walk, talk, or act this way, you can still pick up the controller and play as much as you want to. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, I think that's that's super important um, in its own right. So yeah, not necessarily like what your original question was. I didn't mean to open up a can there if I did. No, you're good. But like, like I do think that I've had to defend that element of it more than than anything else. No, no. I'll- yeah, Sarge, Sarge, you can't talk about this because you're angry always. Um, but uh, <laughs> I know but, Eric was trying to chime but, in. You know, yeah, I'll, Eric, I'll, what are you going to say? say? <laughs> so I have, I have hyper, I have hyper, uh, hyper adrenal disorder, and I have a mild form of uh, a mild form of um, fucking. Um, I, I don't, I can't even say it. Um, the same thing that sauna has in Hellblade, right? Psychosis. There we go. Um, so I, literally, I, I my entire life I've heard heard shit, and I dealt with a. I was very violent as a youth, so that was the thing. And I've always used those games as an outlet, so I didn't act out. Like I can't. I right. would get. I would get so pissed off in class, uh, and at school, and with my friends and whatnot that I would literally. I had. I, I learned at a very young age that I count to thirty get home and just turn the game on and go. Right. Um, so that hits me like real hard when I hear people say, um, when I hear people say, oh, it breeds violence. And I'm like, motherfucker, you have no idea what you're talking about. Right. Despite the fact that all the people that say this are completely ignoring like yep. ye- decades of research that show absolutely no correlation to mm-hmm. <laughs> video games and violent tendency. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's it sucks, dude. And like, that. I mean, I mean, if if people are gonna keep man, saying, if, if people are gonna keep saying that kind of stuff, next time I get pulled over and be like, officer, I just play Forza a lot, and I just like to go <laughs> fast. I mean, yeah, it, it's just it's just what happens because I play video games. Like, no, it's not even are you, remotely. Are the you gonna? Same are you thing. gonna? Are you gonna try and fist bump him and say shake and bake? Yeah, do it. Yeah, I sure will. Yeah. All right. Also, I play a lot of MLB The Show. I'm going to try out for the Cardinals this year, and I want to get paid as much yeah. as Bryce fucking Harper. I'm, I'm yeah. going to go yeah. to a farmer's yeah. house yeah. and fucking steal his combine and start hitting these soybeans. Like, let's go. <laughs> so, 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 Glass, I want to say it's fucking rad that you shared that. Thank you for doing uh-huh. that. Yeah, also, awesome. yeah, sorry that we just totally moved past um, that. My bad. Two, I think it's really cool that you have such uh, an awesome story to tell. And like how you process it and what you use games for, because I think that like if you whittle down like anybody that's in the chat right now, anybody listening to this podcast when it airs, any of us are talking like we've been talking about like what does this be a game or what does a gamer mean to you? But like I think the escapism, I think the outlet and the 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 wonderstruck that and wonderlust that people get from playing games, like I think that that those are the reasons that we do it. And sometimes it's an outlet to get out of a really shitty situation. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's a re- it's a method and an outlet to help a shitty situation. Sure. Um, sometimes it's to like learn about new people or experience new things. And I think that like we can all like do a roundtable of like why I play games, but not like what defines me in games. You know, like I think those are two very different things. So regardless of all that, like I just want to say like I appreciate you sharing that. I think it's really fucking cool. Um, I think it's awesome that you found a way to use them in a, a good way. Right. There's a man. I'm super excited for you guys to um, listen to Procedural Generations when that comes out next week because 
Um, to do a little bit of a shameless plug, but it's very much ties to this, I think. Like, my family has a very large connection to video gaming. Uh, my grandma jokes that she bought my uncle his first Nintendo and thought, <laughs> we'll let him play it and not tell him to stop playing it at all this Christmas break, and then he'll get it out of his system. <laughs> And fucking thirty years later, like the whole family does it now, and it's really was funny. She to, wrong, yeah, boy, was she wrong. Um, but one of the things we talk about in like the intro episode, and I don't want to spoil it all for you, but like is how we've used games and like where they've tied, like how we can remember stuff specifically based on what was going on, and like there's some stuff in there about how I related to Master Chief when I was a kid, and then like how I related to Shepard playing Mass Effect going through depression and like being super depressed in college because I gave up on baseball because I wanted to do this and, and, and realizing like, oh, I have to rebuild an identity and being super depressed and then being able to take like, you know, those dark moments and go home to my dorm room and turn on Mass Effect and like save the universe and how like solving the Krogan genophage was like, me fixing a problem and I couldn't fix any of my real life problems, but fixing problems in a game like gave me motivation that like, you know what, maybe I can do this. Um, it's amazing that like these things that we do can give us so much, uh, I don't know, like, I don't want to say reason to exist, but like, it's almost there, right? Like I, uh, I wrote a piece in, fucking August of this year about playing that game Florence like in mm -hmm. the ICU waiting room as my grandfather was dying and like how that game helped us cope and then helped us like know where to go after he f he passed a couple days later and that like you know thinking that games are just this like all violence all stupid like crazy stuff happening and like not actually able to speak to people is it's fucking ignorant and like yeah dude like books books had the same issue right for a while people stopped saying that kids could read certain books because they were afraid what it would cause them to do and books got banned and teacher parents got all up in arms and like told teachers they couldn't have their kids read books because of what the books taught them but like the reality is that it's art and art is something that impacts lives in different ways and i don't know I mean, i'm rambling I, like crazy I, I think so like i i had heard you know back in the day like somebody was like drawing some comparisons to, like why people have such a strong affinity for video games and, like why they want to check them out um but like like by no means that I have a tough upbringing. Like my, it's not like I, I came from like a, a very poor situation, but I had a very working class family, and like if we were gonna travel, it was like literally like kind of landlocked Midwest to a relative's house for a holiday, and then like back to it. You know, like we were we were active in our community back home with like sports and school, and so like I didn't get to go and see a whole lot growing up. Like like physically go and do things, and I think it's why like in my later life I've tried to travel and like. You know, I have this map behind me for a lot of reasons, but um, it's because like, you're, you're a teacher, Bobby. I am a teacher. <laughs> um, my mom's a school teacher, and that's a little like homage to my mom. Um, so, anyway, for me, the, the escapism and the ability to go places in games was something that, like, I was very drawn to as a kid. Like going to do those things, whether it be saving the universe or like. I hadn't been on a plane. Like, I wasn't on a plane until I was, like, way late in life. And I 
I remember like playing games where you could fly and like when they started to get more and more real and you can see things and like these these vistas there like that was like really awesome and uh, <laughs> uh, Panda there was a period when I was playing <laughs> Minecraft like so much like I went through some a really rough period in life and like I I used Minecraft as a form of therapy and I kid you not like I swear to God like when I left the house I started to see shit in grid. And like block, and I was just like, this door frame was put together. It looks about four blocks tall. Like, like <laughs> really trying to like, like, like analyze the real world in a way. It's like, how many resources do I need to build this? Like, like literally doing that <laughs> shit. So, yeah, uh, dude. Like, I played so much that like that Tetris effect of like seeing only Minecraft. Like, it was it was the real shit. Dude, there was a moment at a at a Pioneer Days in St. Charles. For those of you who are from St. Louis. Um, that are listening to this, uh, who are, or who have been or ever been here, in historic downtown St. Charles, they do a thing called uh, Pioneer Days, and it's not even called that. That's a different thing, but whatever. They do a festival. You just go make apple butter. Like yeah, that. and there's like kettle corn being made in giant cast iron pots, yeah. and like. So anyway, <laughs> there was a, a tanner. I love that video game. <laughs> there was a dude, dude. There was a tanner who had skins stretched across like uh, wooden frames and i was like oh that's just like skyrim and my uncle was like skyrim's probably just like that and i was like fuck oh shit <laughs> my brain was just like oh yeah skyrim uh, they, they're copying skyrim and that's absolutely not the case uh that shit happens to me all the time i, I hear achievements um like I, I the other day uh amanda my wife <laughs> this is she's gonna hate me for this she farted and i farted simultaneously without communication <laughs> on opposite sides of a room and in my head i instantly heard because <laughs> i thought that should be an achievement break <laughs> win with your partner yeah. <laughs> the achievement is called windbreaker um, oh no <laughs> Oh, yeah, uh, I, can't even, I can't even jump in. I uh, can't even jump in anymore at this point. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, dude. Like, I guess in, in wrapping up uh, the main topic before we move on to bounties, like there is. But when you think, when you thought gamer back in the day, that might have meant something different. That absolutely meant something different than it means now. And I, I don't even want to say that back in the day the stereotype was true. Because that's just a, that, that it's just a stereotype, right? And like, sure, there are people that fit into that, but by and large, like I, the go watch digging in the in the crates, right? Digging in the crates is a is a um, Red Bull funded and produced documentary on YouTube, totally free to watch. It's like five episodes; they're all like fifteen or twenty minutes long, about the origin of video game music and where it starts in Japan. And half of the fucking creators, and one of the most prominent creators of video game music for old Nintendo games back in the day, is a woman. And, like, half the creators are women. And they're all weird. They're all different. They're all unique. And, like, that's super cool. Is that, like, you can see this this weird guy staring at the screen at the same time as you can watch this this lady, like, flipping through graph paper Mm -hmm. uh, sine waves that she drew... That are the soundtracks to games that yep. she had to draw out in graph form because that's how the oh fuck dude, um, 
I think yeah, it, it, so like gamers are everybody. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. So I I'm a big fan of Jace Hall, and if you guys don't know who Jace Hall is, um, yeah, yeah, he had a show uh, on Facebook. I guess it's it hasn't been around for a while, but oh, they were just so, and his partner Todd Roy for the longest time, a brilliant editor. Um, uh, but he now owns uh, Echo Fox with Rick Fox. Uh, and they're right as they started the team, and I was the reason I was looking down at my phone so much is because I was scrolling through trying to find the video uh, that I retweeted um, about, and it's Jace sitting there and he's talking about you know this exact subject, and he's saying you know not to you know so many parents still look at their kids and you know they're like oh you know they limit the time, and I'm not saying go, uh, I'm not saying go and. Uh, Go and <laughs> let them play all lay, they want. Lay, let them play all they want. But I look at I, I, and the gist of what he was saying is is this may create a passion for something else. They may go to your point, Caleb, and, and get it earlier in the conversation. He'd get into computer science or get into design or get it. You know, there's so many, there's so yeah. many other things in this industry. Everybody looks at gamers like, oh, uh, you know, uh, this kid wants to be the next ninja, and da, da, da. but that might not be it. They may not want to be a Twitch streamer, right? They may want to be, uh, they may want to just be a designer. They may want to be the CEO of the next, you know, the, go into business and do it. My point, the point is, is that that was the point of the comment, and I'm looking at that as my kids are starting to play games, right? My four-year-old son just beat Jurassic World, uh, the like Le- the Lego Jurassic Park. Nice games, awesome. Okay, that's awesome. That is a nine-year-old game. He did it on his own with minimal help from uh, my wife and I, right? That's that, – like he has a passion for it. My daughter has taken a, has taken a, has taken a shine to the back end of it, right? Because she loves math and she loves science. And she's looking at these things uh, the, the company used to work for. She still will log on and play with that uh, account um, that you were, you, were, you, know, you were kind enough uh, to let us play with. Um, but it's unbelievable – uh, the way that the passion has grown, and to see that, and it just—it's super cool. And anyway, I'm now rambling yeah. as I tend to do. So, <laughs> dude, I gotta mention so, real so, quick, Bobby Lolthulu in the chat <laughs> defined gamer as a person who owns a computer, console, tablet, or smartphone and isn't boring as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's got it. That's it. <laughs> Go ahead, Bobby. So I would say this: um, you asked the com- you asked the question about like. Has it changed or is it the connotation changed for it? And I will just say that playing video games has been probably one of the most consistent things in my life since I was a kid. Like since I like since I could sit upright on my dad's lap as a kid, like we were playing Nintendo together. And like ever since then, like I've been playing games and the feeling I get from playing games has not changed. Like I get giddy when I when I fire up a new game for the first time. I get this like absolute like obsession over it. And so for me like, if I was labeled as a gamer, I was labeled as a gamer, and, like, I'll own being a gamer. It doesn't bother me, like, at all. I think it's the the experiences you have from it, whether you call it somebody who plays video games, game, or whatever that may be. For me, it was something that uh, I absolutely, like, will always just have, like, as a constant. Like, it hasn't changed for me. I'm almost 34, and my uh, impressionability from games and my enjoyment from games has been the one thing that has superseded many relationships I've come and gone, experiences, places, time, etc. that I've been involved with. I think it's something that I don't really care how you call it or what you call me. 
Like I'm going to continue to do that the exact same way I've always done it. So if it was called this, then that's what I was doing. Then like, I guess by de- by definition, that's what right. I am. Yeah, it's yep. it's something that's never let you down, regardless of whatever happens within your life. Because like I can't think of a time that I didn't have a video game. I can think of a time that. I got rid of other hobbies just because, you know, I got tired of them. But video games just were always there. I mean, I, I got rid of my Xbox. I didn't get an Xbox One when it first came out. But I jumped on PC and played that way. And it's just, I, I can't imagine my life without games anymore. Which, yeah. I thought I was. I thought that's how my life was with, the, you know, motorcycles and things like that. But I'm getting rid of all of those. But... You know, I I could never see myself stopping playing games ever. Oh, when I see friends who have like left playing games, and I'm like, dude, remember when we used to play? They're like, yeah, I'm past that. I'm like, I will never be past yeah. that. I will always remember the day that Christopher, my best friend from college, like who was staying with me in the summer one year, like ran into my room after a game of Battlefield, and we fucking danced in the room because we did the craziest shit. I will also always remember being 15 and, like, nervous to talk to a girl. Uh, and the, the nerves melt away because she started talking shit while we were playing Crash Team Racing. You know what I mean? Like, that was, you know, like, that shit, that's never going to leave me. And I'm going to keep doing this so that, like, my daughter can have those memories, too. Yeah, I think it, it like I said earlier, it transcends... Um, everything. When you're talking to somebody, at least you know, for me, I know there is a there's a you know there's a small sect of you know morons out there, and I think they're the vocal minority for the most case. Um, <laughs> yes. But it transcends when I'm talking to you on the other end. I don't care anything other than what you are. Then you're playing a game with me. We're having a good time. It doesn't matter. And then I take that to Discord and all the people that I talk with in Discord. Same thing. It's like okay, cool. I met you guys playing games. We already have that in. We already have that in common. Um, so yeah, what else do we have yeah. in common? I use it as a jumping off point. Exactly like you said, how you met your wife. Um, you know, there's there's so many things that everybody has in common, and it's just take that step, get to know somebody, ask how their day is. You know, fucking is there... ping a crate, <laughs> ping a crate, ping a Mozambique. Uh, we got a got a loot drop over there. Uh, Bobby, are you drinking out of the Alita Battle Angel uh, Special Edition Theater Cup that we got? Nah, man. You know, I told you I got a habit. I got this is the Avengers one. Um, <laughs> Amazing. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. What's the habit? When you go to a movie theater and you buy the largest cup because it's a souvenir cup of whatever like well, large movie is out at the time. I, okay, I, got I it. do that, but like. Also, like, I, I don't know if you guys can, like, really tell that it's being told in this story of us talking right now. I'm a big motherfucker. Um, <laughs> what? And so, so for me, like, like having, like, a cup that is, like, really big but looks kind of small in my, like, this is, like, the biggest size, like, oh movie theater God. cup you can get at uh, uh, the theater. And so. Okay. Uh, that's amazing. I need one of you guys to read the Smurf fact that just came in because Bobby, I need to go get a, a thing to show you. So, someone okay, do I the Smurf it. fact real quick, it. and I'll be right back. So, in in lieu of him not being able to make it tonight, he sent us a Smurf fact. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, we have a friend of the show, Mod on uh, my channel. Anyway, he uh, he sends us a random fact to close out the uh, show and kind of end the topic. Today's Smurf fact reads: If you have three quarters, four dimes, and four pennies, you'll have a dollar nineteen. 
You also have the largest amount of money in coins without being able to make change for a dollar. Mm, yes. So there you go. There's our Smurf fact. <laughs> for that Smurf fact is so good. <laughs> That's good. All right. Keep, it, keep, All keep right. the facts coming. So when I was living with my grandparents in 2012, when I started doing this game journalism thing, when Nerdy Bits started, um, I used to <laughs> drink... A lot of water, because that's good for you, right? But I used to, like, when I would go fill up my cup or whatever, I used to fill it up and drink it and then fill it up and then drink it and then fill it up and then take that with me. And uh, the one day my grandpa was like, you just need a bigger cup. And I was like, yeah, but, like, I don't have one. The next day, I had this giant-ass mug that he he, he he made two of them. So I have this one and another one, and it's just a big old mug that I can fill with whatever. Right now it's full of tea, because my wife brews her literal, like, pitcher of tea in this big bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. But yeah, he made, like, that night he made two, and, like, the next day he was like, here you go. And I was like, oh my god! So yeah, I'm a big motherfucker too. I just, I got a washable, kind of unique one. Uh, But yeah, uh, why was that? I don't know why that came up. We're oh, t- I saw the cup and I thought it was the Alita Battle Angel. Yeah, we're, we're talking about big cups. Big uh, cups. Yeah. I've got the Star Wars uh, Force Awakens one. I thought that was going to go in a different direction. Never mind. <laughs> Would you? Just we're keep, talking about sports no, and nope, cups. Moving. And, oh, my nope. God. Never mind. Why did you think it was good? We were talking about sports geez. like an hour ago. What the hell? Sorry. Yeah, get out of here. That, that was, that's not. <laughs> that's intentional. <laughs> that doesn't work. I'm going to make it lewd. <laughs> already done alright so (laughs) for those of you who know uh, at the end of the show we wrap up by bringing up what we've been playing reading watching or listening to in the last week and we call it our bounties so we're going to do that now since we've been talking for probably long enough to get you guys starting to feel bored Uh, and I'll start it off this time because I normally pitch it off to somebody else Um, I have been watching I haven't watched Umbrella Academy yet I'm sorry it's okay man yeah, I know. I'm a bad person. Um, I have been watching um, a show on Netflix, and I have to find it real quick because my brain is melting, and I forgot what it was called. That good, huh? I started I, st- <laughs> I started Mute, the movie by Duncan Jones with uh, Paul Rudd mm-hmm. and uh, one of the Skarsgårds. Is it good? It's. Uh, I'm a sucker for cyberpunk, so I might be the wrong person mm-hmm. to ask. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so far, I love it, though. Um, what did I start watching? Of course, it's not loading right now. Oh, <laughs> that's right. It was embarrassing. That's why I forgot it. Um, my wife watched Gossip Girl when we were, you know, back in the day. Uh, and she started it over, and I like that show too fucking much. It's, I, yeah, I, I definitely just finished it with my wife like two months ago. Okay, good. Yeah, no, you're I not feel alone. so much better. And like, Man. I would miss an episode and be like, Babe, what happened? Like, oh, what happened? What, what, yeah. where, where's, where's Rory? Like, oh my god! Like, it, yeah, my my wife does hates it when I watch those kind of shows with her because I will tell her the next three seasons of plotline without ever seeing the show because they're all so transparent. But oh, I do, I do, en- people. I do enjoy them uh, as a guilty pleasure, uh, and I watch For sure. Gossip Girl with. All right, I don't feel as weird anymore. Like I was. I, had this weird <laughs> I just watched a wave of like, acceptance like, watching oh, this group. <laughs> the next, the next Nerdy Bits podcast is we talk about Gossip Girl. 
That's a nope. Um, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> we might have a we might have a, a a quick show about Gossip Girl. Bobby, have you watched Gossip Girl? Uh, my wife watched it, and uh, I, I I got enough to be hit, but I haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah. All right, that's all right. We can have a conversation. About and I'm not I'm not trying to say like, oh, I don't watch that shit. Like I just I didn't watch. I watched the shit on Gossip Girl with you guys. Like, I have no problem. With it. <laughs> 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 His level of excitement. <laughs> I, I watched the shit out of it. I'll get the popcorn. Let's go. <laughs> we, I got I got the big cup ready. Uh, <laughs> big Bob. BYOC. I'll, uh, I'll order the onesies. It's no. It's the uh, it's, it's one blanket with four <laughs> sets of arms. The snuggie. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. There we go. The human centipede snuggie. Oh, yes. No, whoa, we're making whoa, it. Whoa. 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 Uh, yep, you're welcome. Human snuggie. Sleep well. Okay, we're doing bounties. Um, so that's what I've been watching. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, listening, um, Gary Clark Jr. had an album come out that is mm, very good. And uh, Hosier had an album come out called Wasteland, baby. Uh, Gary Clark Jr.'s album is called This Land. Uh, and the first song is powerful. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so the those two albums are very good. Go listen to them. Um, I have been reading nothing because my week has been crazy. What's the last one? Playing. <laughs> it's a game. It's a podcast about games. Fuck. Um, Bobby and I've been playing a lot of uh, Anthem. So we uh, got me my first masterwork set of pizza gear yesterday. Um, that sounded like I said pizza gear, and that's equally cool. But I didn't get any of that. Um, and I just bought Old Man's Tale, and I haven't played it yet. But I'm super pumped about it, and I will be playing it this week. Oh, oh my God! Time out. Tanner's got the blankies. Oh, the blankies. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Big Bobby Blankies, the soft clothes (laughs) sommelier. Yo, you know those those, like gravity blankets? I want to make a snuggie out of one of those. Just be like weighted down in my soft clothes. (laughs) Uh, You just need to sew a bunch of weighted vests into the snuggie. What's that clanking? Oh, that's Bobby. He just put a bunch of heavy shit on his blanket. (laughs) Yeah, it's Um, just Bobby with ceramic plates sewn into his blanket. It's bulletproof. And and, and and, one big ass like movie theater cup. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go. Okay, uh, Bobby, what are your bounties? Sorry. <laughs> so, um, I bought uh, this book for two of my friends this past Christmas, and I immediately hated myself for not getting it for myself. And it's on sale uh, on Amazon, so I picked it up today. It's uh, the Game Console: A Photographic History from Atari to Xbox. Yo, this book is fucking awesome. Um, That's dope. You can get that for six. 1648 right now for the the hardcover it is just like this amazingly done uh beautiful like i don't know if you can see very well like they kind of break down all the the consoles and break mm-hmm. them out to where you can see them really cool cool book um hmm. i'm listening i'm listening to somebody called goth babe um and uh if you're gonna check out goth babe i would say uh start with a song called sometimes just like a single album uh I finished the Umbrella Academy and I watched Captain Marvel. Both are really good. Oh yeah, uh, we went to Captain Marvel. I forgot about that. We saw Captain Marvel, and uh, I'm obviously playing a lot of Anthem. Uh, I am so close to a masterwork storm build uh, being complete. Like I'm at 483 right now, so very close uh, to getting that storm where I want to get them. And that's what my bounties are. Dope, dude. You said the words Goth Girl. Goth babe. Sorry, goth babe. And yeah. I instantly and still 
Unless my wife is at outside the door, I instantly got like a whiff of perfume, and I don't know why. Like it triggered a memory, and my brain was like, "Remember that one person you hung out with that smelled like this?" Anyway, um, <laughs> hey man, it's a thing. Memories trigger smells and tastes. Anyway, um, not that the word goth babe triggered a taste. It didn't. <laughs> Sorry, I fuck. That's Sarge. That's, what are you, that's what the face Sarge? Was for. <laughs> Sarge, what are your bounties? <laughs> Uh, shows, I'm not really watching anything new. Um, Umbrella Academy is something I, I want to pick up. You guys have been talking about it. Tech was talking about it the other day. I need to watch that. Um, I've just been watching The Office because I'm either at work or playing games. Yeah. So, um, I don't read, so that's out. <laughs> that's off the table. Um, Yo, my, gra- my grandma... <laughs> My grandma got at me for not watching Umbrella Academy, so we need to get on this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it um, is really good so far. I've been listening to a lot of Tech Supreme music. Um, he's got a lot of good stuff. I put that in the background yeah. while I'm gaming. Um, I've been playing a lot of League of Legends. I played about six hours today when I got off work, and I'm enjoying sorry. the hell out of that game. Fuck you. Good. Um, <laughs> no, I, I was saying so. Why? I was saying sorry, not because you were playing it. I was saying sorry because I was supposed to play with you, but I had to run a bunch of errands. Yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, I, that's that's a game I can always pick up, and like even with the new metas and everything, regardless, even all my old skill, like it still works, which is a really good thing. I'm I'm happy they're not changing the game too much to where if you haven't played in a while, you're kind of screwed. Um, yeah. And then, you know, just just my normal Apex. I don't own Anthem or anything else good right now. So, <laughs> the only... Yo, Division's, Division's in a... Oh, my God. Division's in, like, five days. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you yeah. bought the... If you bought... Oh, yes. Excuse me? Huh? I don't know who that was. Anyway. Uh, Eric, Eric, what are you up to, Yeah, man? if you bought anything but the base edition of the game, you actually get access uh, on... Monday night. Yo, can I say something about that real quick? Mm-hmm. All the content they're releasing for that game is free. So paying for a more expensive edition just gets you the free shit a week early. Well, there's, there's going to be a season pass. No, there's pass a season pass. It comes with the year one pass. Yeah. Watch the year one content video. All of the stuff they're releasing is free. The year one pass gets you week early access. Mmm... I'm telling you. That's fine. I got a week early access, so I get to play on my birthday. There might be extra shit in it, but my understanding was that. Anyway. There we go. Uh, um, I said I bought the week one pass so I could play on my birthday before I have to go to California all week. Um, yeah, I'm going to get it early, too. Yep, exactly. Um, let's see. When I, I finished Umbrella Academy, I agree with Bobby. Uh, it's really good. Um, like, every aspect of that show is just really well done. Um I, like I said, I can't compare it to the comic because I haven't read the comic. Um, but it's, uh, from what the show was, it was really good. Uh, didn't read anything new this week, uh, except a whole bunch of contracts for work. Um, and that's really fucking boring, so we're not going to go there. Uh, and then, <laughs> what was the podcast that I started listening to? Um, Waypoint? No, 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 no. Waypoints. I, I listen to Waypoint. Okay, that's already. good. Um, Everybody should listen to Waypoint. No, it was a non-gaming podcast. Um, what was it about? Damn it! Now I have to find it, and I cannot remember now. To say my, I have to find it, and we'll post it in the show notes. But it's a, uh, it's like a, like a weird, like funny podcast, and now I can't remember the name of it. 
Uh, my brother, my brother, and me. No. Is it kind of funny? No, it's not kind of funny. Hey. There it is. Got it. It wasn't that far up. Oh, God. Uh, welcome to Night Vale. Uh, oh, shit. I was actually going to say that. Yep. That podcast is not funny the uh, further you get into yeah, it, yeah. dude. So the first one, the first one was got a, I, I had some juggles, but that's what everybody's been telling me. It, it gets really yeah. not. It gets really twisted. So. It's super good. But yeah, it uh, yeah. seems good. Yeah, yeah, Um Playing. What you been playing? Uh, Apex. What'd you play yesterday? Uh, Twitch Things, baby. <laughs> it was good. Man, it was good. It's good. You guys want to go check You're the not. VOD? I was beside myself, guys. <laughs> Bobby and I were playing Anthem, and I was like, yo, go to go to Eric's, go to, just go to hybrid, just go right now. <laughs> and he was like, what? <laughs> it was fun. Uh, it was amazing. It was, it was amazing. It was a good time. I, uh... Um, yeah. I... I couldn't, like, believe what was happening with that, and I am so happy, so happy to have been able to experience it. It was, it was life-altering. Good. I went to bed smiling, and I woke up smiling thinking about Good. it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, woke up with no softball. <laughs> he woke up in his native in his, in his his. I was wearing. I woke up in one of those. I fit. I fit one of those eight man blankies after after watching. That. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, so, That's so disturbing. That's so disturbing. Oh my god. I feel- Let me say this re- really quick. Just I guess back on rails. Um, no, there's no recovery. No, the Division 2's DLC. Here's what's going to happen. So yes, Caleb, it is completely free for all of their DLC that's coming out. So the season pass doesn't really do shit for you there. However, um, they came up with the idea for this to allow players... So all content that drops, you'll get a week early having the season pass. Yep. Um, you will have access to certain exclusive activities. Um, mm-hmm. You will have exclusive customization items. And then there's more that they will give people with the season pass they're saying throughout the year. Okay. So pr- probably like cosmetics items and shit like that maybe. Okay, cool. So it gets you something that's just not what a, did, what the old school season pass used to do, did, which was giving right. content. Did you guys... That's good because that means the, the community doesn't get fractured, yeah. which is what kind of made Destiny... Or Destiny. Division 1 slow down. Did you guys... Try the the uh, organized PvP in the beta. No, you were nope. talking about it though the other oh, day. Oh man, it was good. It was good. Four v four squad. Uh, it was just like a team death match, um, and it was uh, it was real fun. Kind of like Ghost War, um, and the the way the gear man. not the way the gear normalization works. I mean, it was fun. Nobody was too bullet spongy. Uh, there was somebody in there who was max level already, and I went in as level two, uh, and you know I was you know working them, uh, Good. which was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's been our show, everybody. Sorry for the the rambliness of us. We're we're all kind of uh, stressed and excited uh, because we are headed to the Twitch STL meetup this weekend. Um, Ryan and I will be there from 2 to midnight. Bobby will be showing up around 7.30, 8 o'clock. Uh, we'll be interviewing people from 4 to 9. And then if we can, um, if we are of sound minds, we will uh, record a little bit of a wrap-up show afterwards around 10. Um, but that's this Saturday from 2 to midnight. 
Um, we will be doing that through the Nerdy Bits TV Twitch channel because we're actually yes. going to start that shit going. Um, which I guess means that like this might be the last episode for Bounty Board on in the House of Glass. We should have made a bigger deal about this. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Because I can all we can we'll figure it out offline. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, you know what? Maybe maybe we'll figure out like a, a send off. We'll 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 let you know. But yeah, um, this weekend is big. Um, we're super excited. There's like 300 RSVPs for this event um, in St. Louis at Moonbase Market. I'll throw the link in the show notes so people can uh, hop in and see it. Um, so we're doing a bunch of stuff. I know the interviews start with a blog called Nerd Prom that's also from around the area. So shout out to Nerd Prom. Um, we will throw their <laughs> stuff up as well and. Um, yeah, man. We're going to be doing so, some live uh, streaming and some games, too, hopefully, if, uh, if that all yeah. works out as well. So we'll have some games that going all works and out, we can interviews. Do yeah. Um, so real quick, just to run through all of the info, info uh, for those of you listening, because chat's already thrown it up, because, you know, chat's awesome. Um, this podcast gets posted on Mondays. You can find it on, inst- on Instagram. What the fuck? You can find it on um iTunes, Stitcher, and a bunch of other podcatcher apps that use our RSS feed. Like I said, we're going to be a little bit better about figuring out where you can get it and making sure it's everywhere soon. Um, but that gets posted on nerdybits.com slash listen on the site. If you want to read anything that we're writing, and I'm writing a few things right now, you can go to nerdybits.com slash read. If you want to watch Eric or Sarge's streams, and then I'm going to throw Bobby's stream at least link up so you can check it whenever he's on, um, that is nerdybits.com slash watch. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> why do I always say Facebook? You can find me on Twitter, um, and Instagram, and Xbox and PlayStation at LoveWub. You can follow Nerdy Bits now at Nerdy underscore Bits on Twitter. I don't know why I haven't said that. That's been around for a while. But you can also find it at underscore Nerdy Bits on Instagram. That's new and sexy. Um, Bobby, where can people find you? Uh, Lumberjacks. Smack.com is going to be the best spot right now. I've got all my social links in the upper right-hand corner. I'm still trying to, like, get unification across all that. But, like, Lumberjack Smack is the easiest way to find me on most places. Still shadowboxing that kid for his identity. Sarge, where can people find you? <laughs> Sergeant Sodium on uh, Twitter, <laughs> Twitch, Xbox, and hopefully soon on Instagram. So uh, we'll see what we can do with that. Dope. And, uh, Eric, where can people find you? Harvard Glass. Everywhere. I was, I was I was lucky, plus nobody wanted this name, because it's weird. That's it. So. Yeah, like, what does it even mean? Uh, it was every combination, uh, I was one of the first thousand people in Gmail, and every combination I could find of my name uh, was taken. So I just said, fuck it, All let's right. throw this in there. Thank God you didn't pick something stupid. Yep. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. I think that I think that shadowboxing for your identity is, is a great name for an album, and... Maybe the new sign off for this podcast. So, thanks for listening, everybody. And if you have to, go shadow box somebody for your identity. Good night. It's not as fun as it sounds. No, it's no, certainly not. I've, uh, peace works better, but that's Austin Walker, so I'll suffice it to say The fire rises. Because <laughs> that doesn't belong to anybody. <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Peace. Got it, guys.